0: Hey everyone, this is Behind the Scenes with Brian and this is Brian. Today I am interviewing author and speaker, um, motivational speaker Stacy Ann Hall. And I've read a couple of Stacy's books, and we're going to talk about that and and a little bit more. How are you today, Stacy?
1: I'm doing great. How are you? I, I just wish I could see you, but technology is what it is,
0: right? <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not seeing you either, Stacy. I, I first became familiar with you through your book *She to Be*, which which uh, was not one of your first works. Your first work is is the thing that kind of started everything off, and I find that to be a fascinating book. It's called Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity. And that book, I I thought, was really good as a business book because there's so many business books that have, um, like, fortune cookie sayings inside of them here and there and plastered on the pages, and they They look really good if you look at the snippets, but it doesn't put the whole story together. Where this business and coaching book, I thought put everything together really, really well. And there's a lot of really good content in there.
1: Well, thank you. I I did my best to really impart my particular way of attracting and building relationship with our potential customers and clients.
0: Yeah, and I, I just got through rewatching your TEDx talk that's titled "Stop Shooting on Yourself," and I guess that book kind of led to an overload um, in your life that made you do a reset, and that must have brought on your Chitaibi book.
1: That's you—you you got it completely right. That's what happened. Is yeah. the first book was such a. Um, I'll say it was adopted very quickly. The concepts in it, what I call my strategic attraction planning process spoke to people who were sick and tired of being taught go for no. And mm. uh, I received, and this was even before social media days, this was 20 years ago that that book came out. And I was overloaded with requests and responses and, and, I did not know how to take care of myself personally to be able to sustain success. And I believe that that's one of the reasons a lot of people hold back from going for success. You know, People say they're afraid of failure and yet they fail all day long, every day. They're not afraid of failure, they're afraid of success and what it could mean in terms of a change in their mindset, a change in their lifestyle, a change in their relationships. And I lived through that. I know what they're talking about because it happened to me, despite myself. And then I had um, not a not a nervous breakdown, but a breakdown in my physical health, and my emotional ability to deal with things, and my mental processes. And. Everything had to be reset, and that took another 10 years to be perfectly honest. So, when I was finished with that, I came out and shared with people how to manage abundance and stop selling out on yourself. So, there are ways of being able to handle success before you even have it so that it can come to you and not cause a disruption in your life.
0: Oh, okay. Well, how wonderful. That uh, was a really nice. Service that you've done for people there, and Cheetah B really is a, a very good book as well. Thank you, Stacy. So why don't I'm you like tell us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I noticed that my copy was autographed by you. I just now noticed that. It's it's funny. I didn't see it before. Uh-huh. So, Stacy, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Uh, what 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 did your life look up look like leading up to being an, an author, and and what? drove you into writing your first book?
1: Well, um, from the time I was 12, and this is, um, that's how far back this goes, I had the thought that if I meant to be of service to people, because I was raised to be of service, then why wouldn't God have created people who were destined to be served by me? Like I somehow as a 12 year old, I had that thought, and which is really the core, of the quantum physics concept of the law of attraction, which is like will attract like, and somehow I just came to me. So as I was growing up and thinking about what I was gonna do, I felt that I was guided to be in business. I liked to write and um, public relations, the idea of public relations came to me as it was taught in theory. And in theory, public relations is having an organization take a percentage of its profits and do good in the world with that percentage. And then you write about it, let people know the good that you're doing so that people (laughs) will want to support your company and you can do more good. That's the theory. Now, in reality, it's really publicity. And so when yeah. I got out into the real world and saw that, I went, never mind. I preferred to do taking the skills I had, which was business, marketing, advertising, radio and television production. I went into advertising soon after graduation because at least that was honest. And so for a number of years, mm. I, I was an advertising account executive. I was a manager of marketing for Budget Rent-A-Car Corporation for the United States and Canada solely. I was then a, div- a marketing division director for Federal Express for 17 states, and I loved it. I loved being able to help companies understand their audience so that they could serve their needs and do it authentically and transparently. So. I wound up, though, having the opportunity to work for the University of Houston, Director of Marketing, in their alumni organization, because I thought that meant that I could improve education. (laughs) And I'm just being honest. The money very rarely goes to education, and it mostly goes to athletics, and I'm not doing a judgment on it. I'm just saying that's what I found out. And what I really wanted to do was help people in business so I volunteered for the Small Business Development Administration, teaching classes to brand newbie entrepreneurs. And what I saw was that they were trying to act like the big boys without having advertising budgets like the big boys or big girls now, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the small yeah, entrepreneurs yeah. were trying to copy what Cola was doing and forgetting that they themselves were the reason why people would want to do business with them because of their passion and their interests and their desire to do good. And so I created the strategic attraction planning process to help entrepreneurs remember who they are and how to attract people to them who were likely to be their customers without spending mega advertising dollars they didn't have and were putting them out of business. And there's the story right there.
0: Well, okay. Well, yeah. But, uh, it must have been a, a bit of a shock to you when you found out that the, the world of PR was not all that altruistic. It was. It was more. It, it can be more hollow than than uh, altruistic.
1: It, well, it, not. The, it can be. It is not practiced the way it was meant to be by most companies, and. Um, I I was a shock to the system, but I'm not one to sit down and and cry. I'm one to go, okay, if that's the way it is, now what can I do about it? So I took myself off in another direction.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. And and Stacey, you're also sometimes referred to as the Ditch, the 9-to-5 Diva
1: the ditch that I, I want to be clear that's a D not a B, the ditch that I am to
0: drive, <laughs> diva.
1: Yes, because that's what small business entrepreneurs oftentimes do what I did when I first started going out on my own. I kept my yeah. day job for a while and I built my side business, my coaching business, you know, on the side in the wee hours. if the small weed hours if you will and so I know that a lot of people would love to finally be able to ditch that job the way I did and so my wonderful entrepreneurs most of my clients are people who are still working jobs and doing their best to make that separation and so I help them ditch it once and for all
0: oh okay good 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 and there's a lot of reasons that I wanted to chat with you today, Stacy. but one of the reasons is that everybody in my line of work is in sales at some point or another. We're, we're meeting with clients, we're trying to win them over, we're trying to uh, demonstrate our skills through our past experiences. And I I thought you might be able to enlighten us with a, a couple of comments or comments or pointers on on how we can um, achieve that a little bit better.
1: I would love to, and it really starts with questions that I ask. So please forgive me for responding with questions, but before I do, I'm going to say that I actually responded to somebody on social media today who asked the question in a group how do you respond to people who reject your proposal? And my answer Mm. was, I don't get people who reject my proposals. And that might sound like Pollyanna, but it isn't. It's it's because I know the value of what I have, and that could sound like a cliche, but I really do. And I know who it's designed for. And so I don't put myself in the responsive reactive mode with a potential customer or client. I put myself in the lead. And so I'm choosing there are various different ways that we can find clients that are likely to want to say yes to us. I have ways of being able to have them say yes to me for smaller things not big ticket items at the beginning because people have to come to know us they have to begin to like us and they have to through liking us want to trust us they have to want to trust us until that trust is there or the desire for the trust they are not going to spend one penny with me or anyone else nobody's going to give up their money if they don't have trust that you can solve their problem So where I begin is I offer something in a way to a group or to an individual who is likely to wanna say yes because I know they have a problem that what I'm offering is solving. So it could be a cheat sheet, it could be an ebook, it could be generally not a consultation because people are on guard. With consultations they know a consultations gonna end up in a sales pitch so I will maybe it's an article but maybe it's a referral to somebody I'm giving them something that says I know you have this problem here's something safe you can say yes to but I'll need your email I'll need some information from you in order for you to get that. And people don't have a problem giving emails or other kinds of information and in answer to questions anymore. They're used to that. So that's the first yeah. step. So any question for me Brian about the first step before I go on?
0: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So once they say yes and I have the email now, I've got them on my friends list. I never call it a prospect list. There are friendships that I'm building with people. Okay. Now the CRM I use, I do have a CRM tool. They call it a prospect list, but in my head, these are friendships that I'm building. Okay. And so Mm. that Mm. helps me remember that they're human beings, not numbers.
0: Not a a conquest.
1: Yeah. Not a conquest, not a target, a potential friendship that can be built. And that has me treat them differently. And they feel that. So once I send them whatever it is I offered, I deliver within 24 hours. And then I'll follow up and say, when do you think you're going to get a chance to review it? Okay. Because I don't want to be in the follow-up mode. When do you think you'll have a chance to review it I would love to know what you think about it since I took the time to send it to you. Now, that is, an, that is kind of a confrontational statement, right? A lot of people go, oh, yeah. my God, I couldn't say that. Why not? I spent the time putting the material together. I offered it. They said they wanted it. I gave yeah. them what they wanted. That's all I'm saying is i took the time Mm i provided it can you tell me when you'll take the time to review it yeah okay great then i will look forward to hearing from you then i look forward to hearing from you then okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's and i will end with an okay now if they don't even respond back with an okay they are off my friends list that is how quick i move past okay i am not going to spend my time chasing down somebody who doesn't value something I offered at no charge. Because I know yep. they're not gonna want to spend time or say yes to something I charge for. Mm-hmm. And, yep, yeah. Yep. And we all know this, but we were told the fortune's in the follow-up. So we'll get them, we'll keep responding, we'll keep them on the list, we'll keep okay, no. If I offered them something that put them on a list, they can stay on the list, but I am not going to follow up to see when they read what I said. They wanna stay on the list, they're welcome to. I'm just not going to do the follow up, okay? So then the second stage is they do. They say, yes, I will respond and they do. And a lot of people do. And as someone said to me yesterday, Stacy, the same type of information you just sent to me I've gotten from four different people, but nobody ever then asked me to stay in relationship with them. You're the person I'm going to stay with. Yeah, the gentleman who's been, he said, I've been following you for a while. I've been following a few other people who teach similar things and I've gotten stuff from them, but no one has ever had a personal response to me to let me know they know that I asked for their information other than an autoresponder, you're the person I'm gonna stay with. Okay, thank you, that's wonderful. That put me above the competition and I didn't have to even have a sales conversation. I just reached out personally and said, thanks for asking when do you think you'll get back to me? And they put something there and then they responded and it was something personal to them. And I responded personally to them so they knew it wasn't an autoresponder. That's all it took. And then I'll say, would you like to jump on a call and get to know each other so I can find out more of the problems you have? Which he did. We had a nice half hour conversation yesterday. And again, he thanked me and said, now I'm gonna get going with working with you. Okay, let's do it. And we do it, we are. So (laughs) that's why I don't get rejection because I do the rejection first.
0: Yeah, you you screen the people out who are not gonna be worth your time pursuing or um, being friends with.
1: Right. And, and this goes back to believing the 80, 20 rule, you know, the 80, 20 rule, Brian, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. 80% yep. of your business will come from 20% of your customers. The other 80% are time wasters and keep you yep. from developing a bigger relationship with the customers who are buying from you so that they'll want to buy more. So what I do is I don't expand the number of people who say no to me or don't give me a yes. I expand the services I provide to the people who do say yes and want to keep saying yes because they love having a one-stop shop.
0: Yeah, and you've just freed up that 80% of the time that you'd be otherwise wasting on on people that are not going to be responding to you.
1: Exactly. So this is even though I've been teaching this for 20 years, it's amazing to me how many people will still buy into the go for no, even though it doesn't feel good to them, even though psychologically hearing no over and over again, runs them down, makes them not want to get up and go to work the next day, makes them decide they're not going to have their own business after all, they'll still follow it because the gurus teach it and have hundreds of thousands of people following it but here's a statistic about entrepreneurship and it hasn't changed despite all those gurus and you might say then Stacy why don't I have hundreds of thousands of people because I don't care about having hundreds of thousands of people I care about working with the people who want to work with me and I make a very nice living doing it without a whole lot of headaches but here's the reason people believe that the reason they're not successful is because of them, not because of bad strategies. And that's the truth, Brian.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Most people believe that the problem is with them, and if they just follow a guru who does things that they don't even feel comfortable with, but if they just twist themselves into a pretzel, mm-hmm. if they just stop being who they are, okay, then maybe they can be successful instead of believing the strategy is wrong and they can be successful it, without having to change themselves at all.
0: Right, it's, it's the old, if I could just knock on 500 doors a day, then I would be a success. Right. And you get but, 499 no's.
1: Yeah, that and, and someone said to me today, my problem is I can't be consistent. Yeah, I know you can't be consistent because you're being consistent, trying to be consistent doing something you don't like doing. Mm. Who wants to be consistent over and over again doing things that don't feel good? And then they'll say to me, but this is what this what they tell me. This is what the big guys tell me I need to do. But is it making you feel good? No but I've but I've spent so much money learning from them that if I say that it doesn't work, then I just wasted all that money. No, maybe you just learned that it doesn't work for you and that's priceless, right? How many people go to college and have yeah. a degree and they come out and they never, did they waste all that money? No, they just learned it didn't work for them.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. I, I wanted to to read a quote out of the book, Attracting Perfect Customers. I, I just thought this was a, 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 a neat thing to have written down. So it says, your responsibility is to stand still and keep shining your distinctive light, to keep polishing the lens to ensure that your light has the power and brilliance to break through the darkness and attract the attention of only perfect customers. I thought that was, uh, I dog-eared the page and underlined it, and I thought that was a really neat thing to say. Well, thank you. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's kind of saying, hey, you're already an awesome person. Maybe you're just standing in front of the wrong people.
1: And the go-for-no strategy is going to put you in front of the wrong people. It really is. is. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Stacy, you've taken a, another turn in your career now since you've written those two books. Why don't you um, describe what you've been up to lately?
1: I will, and Brian, please forgive me. It's not so much a turn as an extension. Um, ah. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. Is for all this time, I've been telling people we'll get attracting perfect customers for business and get she to be on how to be in your personal life so you can do business better so it required people to get two books and that was fine except that the first book is 20 years old and predates social media and the second Hmm. book is now 10 years old and although it's evergreen there's new things that i've learned i'm sure you can imagine over 10 years so i was gonna update attracting perfect customers anyway and i thought you know what Why don't I just update both of them? And I have combined them now under one umbrella called go for yes. And because that's what it's about. Are you gonna go for yes in business? Are you gonna go for yes in your personal life? The concepts are exactly the same. The strategies might be a little different. And so I've shown how to bring everything up to date. And now I believe I really do have an evergreen book, a book as evergreen as Think and Grow Rich. So I know you love Think and Grow Rich too. And so do I. And that book is what going on 130 years old, I think. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Go for Yes be around for a thousand years. I don't think there's unless social media changes so completely, but it's really based on the building of relationships and that'll never go out of style
0: yeah yeah exactly. No, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. what is is the book uh, what's the release date for that?
1: Well, I'm rolling it out in stages. So I have an uh-huh. ebook and videos that are currently available. and I'm Brian, I suppose if people contact you, you can send them over to me uh, for how to get that, or they can go to my website, which is Success with success Withstacyhall.com, successwithstacyhall.com, and the hardest part about that email or website is Stacy is <laughs> S-T-A-C-E-Y. You gotta remember to put the E
0: in it. St- Stacy with an E, yeah, yeah. They can also find you on on the other socials. You're on Facebook and on yeah. LinkedIn. So if if they have a hard time remembering that address, they can always find you on on one of those platforms.
1: Right, my my business page on Facebook is Stacy Ann Hall without the e, Stacy with the e and without the e. Uh, LinkedIn is <laughs> Stacy Hall, but on Facebook, if you're looking for my personal page, you have there's so many Stacy Halls, even spelled the right way, that I'm Stacy Hall one. So you have to put the one ah. after that. So it may, I know oh, it's fun. like it's some, yeah. so many people have my name. But uh, it's the business page is Stacey Ann Hall. And if you go to the website, Stacy successwithstacyhall.com that'll be an easy way to find me as well.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, Stacey, I appreciate your time today and getting to know you a little bit better. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before we uh, say goodbye?
1: Well, Brian. First, I'm honored that you asked. Very honored. I know the service that you provide to the world, and to be among the people you've chosen to interview is um, very humbling. So, thank you. And I would like to just remind folks that you might not know the statistic: 55%. This is a recent per statistic. I can't say it, but there we go. It's very recent. Studies have shown 55% of people in sales are in the wrong profession. I say, yeah, 55% more than half of people in sales are in the wrong profession. But when I looked at what they were asking, I don't think it's true. I think that those 55% Are trying to be somebody they're not in sales that if they understood how to align with themselves get back to why they love the product and think about who they really would want to build relationship with a whole nother way than going for no that 55% statistic would go way down and so that's if, if somebody is watching this and feeling like you might not be good at sales before you make that choice go to stacy go to successwithstacyhall.com check out what i say about go for yes and see maybe it's the strategy you've been taught that's not working not you
0: but there's only a handful of really flamboyant extremely successful people that work on the old principles like like the wolf of wall street which i just watched for the second time Yeah. not not everybody has to be bigger than life and colorful and and the the person everybody wants to shake hands with and there's there's uh there's a way for everybody
1: there are far more millionaires and billionaires you never hear about because they don't care about the publicity they care about the mm. relationships they're building
0: yeah, and, and that's a wonderful thing. Okay.
1: Well, thank well, you so much, you. Brian. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I really appreciate your time today and all your thoughts and and the, what you're doing for everybody else as well.
1: Well, it's to me, it is a blessing to be able to be of service this way, to watch people who Say to me, Stacy. for 14 years, I've been an entrepreneur and I've been doing my job and my husband's been supporting me or my wife's been supporting me. And finally, I got a really big sale and it was easy. Thank you. That's why I stay doing what I'm doing and will do it till I can't do it anymore. So (laughs) this is my blessing, Brian.
0: Well, that's that's great. That's great. Okay. Well, sure left us on a very high note and uh, hope everything goes well for you with the new new, uh, undertaking and hope to be in touch in the future.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I'll let you know when the real book is, well, the real book, the full book is released sometime this year, but in the meantime, people can get um, access to the ebook and the other videos for a dollar. I think I forgot to say it's a dollar. One dollar. That's it. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: All, okay. Right? Yeah, All right. All so right. Take care, yeah. everyone.
0: Thanks, Daisy. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.